Well, it's seven o'clock. Y'all ready to get started? Let's go to Hebrews 11.30. This is our key scripture for prayer. Hallelujah. I, I, I tell you what, every time I read this scripture, I get more inspired by it. And of course, what Pastor Gate got last night from the Lord about that scripture was so inspiring. Hallelujah. You know, everything in the kingdom is by faith. Everything is by faith. So Hebrews 11.30. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. And so um, the key, there's two keys in this scripture, I believe, for us. And that is the by faith, that we do what we do this week by faith. And the fact that we are doing it seven days. The by faith part is, I told pastor, I said, you know, we have to stay in the spirit on this. And uh, because uh, there is no, you would, you could ask me, well, Debbie, how do you know that we're going to have a, we're having breakthroughs and, and walls are coming down and things are changing because we prayed seven days. And I would have to say to you, there will be, there's no outward proof and there won't be any immediate uh, out, I, I don't know if you could ever prove that, you know, make the connection except that we believe it by faith. I know I went, I, when I was a, a young teenager, I had a friend who was Catholic named Janet Burt, and she and I would walk to town and walk to the drugstore, you know, to get a Coke. We walked all over Seagraves. And so she, we one time we were walking by her church, and you could see in the door. And uh, she would go to church with me, but I was too chicken to go with her. That's the truth of the matter. But, uh, and so we were walking by the door of her church, and there was a little red light on. And I said, Janet, what is that red light in your church? And she said that when that red light's on, it means Jesus is present. And I said, Janet, how do you know just because that red light's on that Jesus is present? And she looked at me, and she said, faith, Debbie, faith. Just like that. And I said, yes, okay. <laughs> and that's how we know. She was right. I've thought of it so many times. How do we know? Hallelujah. How do we know? Of course, the red light didn't have anything to do with anything. But knowing Jesus is present, you know that because of faith. Hallelujah. How do we know the walls are going to come down? Faith. Faith, Pamela, faith. Hallelujah. That's how we know that, the, that, that our prayer for seven days is accomplishing much in the kingdom of God. <clears throat> and then also the other, uh, the by faith part, but then the seven days. So pastor kind of got me curious about the seven. And we talked like last night was the first night I'd talked about what the number I'd thought about even what the number seven means. And I, so I looked it up and the E.W. Bullinger says that, and he's a Bible commentator. He said, seven is the number of spiritual perfection. It means full, complete, good, and perfect. It's the Hebrew, seven is the Hebrew word Shavah. It means to be full or satisfied, to have enough, nothing added to or taken away. It also means to cease, desist, and rest. 
And so it, it and and I and he pointed out all the things in the Bible that there were seven of, and God is really into the number seven. One first two things that kind of impressed me is there's seven colors of the rainbow, seven colors of the spectrum, the color spectrum. There are seven notes on the musical scale. And you know, God made all that stuff. Hallelujah. And then this is what I felt. This I thought, this is why you wanted me to look this up, God. I really believe this is what he said that we were going to get. And it's called the sevenfold blessing of Abraham. And it's in Genesis 12, 2 and 3. And it's this. I will make of thee a great nation. I believe he's saying that to Word of Life Church. I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee. And I will make thy name great. We've been given that promises before. In fact, before we were ever the pastors the first time, the Lord told us he was going to uh, give us a name like the names of the great ones, our church. And thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee. And I will curse them that curseth thee. And in thee all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I believe God, God just quickened me today and he said... It's, you know, it's like it's kind of amazing and it takes faith to believe that you could get such a great reward out of just seven days of obedience. Hallelujah. But I believe that we're not just going to get a little reward. We're going to get a great reward for seven days. Amen. Okay. Uh, I wanted to also talk tonight and, uh, about the land. The Lord kind of put that on my heart. And by the land, I mean Tuscaloosa County, but also Alabama. And you can extend it to the United States of America if you want to. But I know this specifically that in, on the 26th of December in 2003, and actually somebody had spoken it over us before. A friend of ours called when we first moved to, Alabama, to Tuscaloosa and said, God's given you the land, but in on December 26, 2003, God gave us Joshua 14:9. I believe it with all my heart. It's just as alive in me today as it was that night that day on Josh on December 26th. Joshua 14:9. And Moses swore on that day saying, "Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance." And thy children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. So God gave us Tuscaloosa County, not only as an inheritance, but as an assignment. Now, I'm not saying we're the only ones that have been getting to have Tuscaloosa County, because I don't believe we are. I believe if you were born here, then Tuscaloosa County belongs to you. If you were moved here and assigned here, then this county belongs to you. The land belongs to you. And it's a, it's not, this promise that God gave us is a now promise for our, us, for me and Pastor and our family, but it's also, and our church family, but it's also a millennial promise for us. He said forever, and when he said forever, he impressed me. I'm talking about this is where your assignment's going to be in the millennium. So we're to possess the land, and we're to possess it with faith and authority. We possess the land with our words, and he said also there with our feet. Everywhere our feet have trodden. I don't mean think that means we have to put our feet on every square inch of Tuscaloosa County. Uh, and we don't, we, when we possess the land, that's not something we turn on and off like a light switch. Like tonight, we're going to say, okay, 
okay, tonight we possess the land. But it's an ongoing, evolving, uh, and it requires us growing and understanding. In Ezekiel 23, 30, it says that when they possess the land, that they increase to inherit that they, they possessed it little by little. But when you also look up that word little, it also means few. It doesn't take but a few of us to take possession of this land. And a little by little, and it, and, and it says, um, let's go to Ezekiel 22.30. No, excuse me, Exodus 22.30. Can't read my own writing. We were talking about that. Likewise shalt thou do with thine... Uh, oh, that's not it. 2330, that helps. By little and little, I will drive them out from before thee until thou be increased and inherit the land. Drive out means to put away. And notice, you, I want you to notice here that we have to possess it, but God does the work. Hallelujah. Drive out it, that, that you might be increased. Grow, that means grow and bear fruit. To inherit means take as a heritage. The land means the earth or a part of the earth, a part of a, a part, a piece of land. And so as we possess this land, don't now don't lose me here. Don't get lost. Go to Ezekiel 22:30. Isn't that amazing that that's uh, I, I didn't notice that before. We are assigned when when we're assigned to possess the land, we are assigned to change the land. 22.30 says, And I sought for a man among them that would make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land, that I should not destroy it, but I found none. You know, there's a, God is not up in heaven at this, in this dispensation. We are in the dispensation of grace. And so he's not up in heaven throwing down curses on the land, but the curse is out there. The curse came into effect in Genesis or 2,000 years ago, and it's still out there operating. And unless someone on the earth who has authority in Christ stops the curse, it'll just run right through. And so that's why we, are, we have been given the authority and the, and the, uh, uh, the uh, positionally the authority and the authority in the way of power. We have the power and the authority positionally in Christ to change the land to possess the land because it's our inheritance. Amen? Wherever we've been assigned on earth and, and in Acts it says that it's all been ordered by the Lord where you are assigned and where you've been called to be. You know? Y'all remember that scripture? I don't even remember exactly where it's at right now, but it talks about... Uh, it's no accident you were born in America. It's no accident you're in Tuscaloosa County. You've been assigned and you've been, you know, it, your steps are ordered. And so we're called to change the land and we're called to protect the land. Genesis 2.15, we see how God called Adam to protect the land. It actually says that. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. When you look that up in Strong's Concordant, to dress it means to work it, to work the land. And to keep it means to protect it and to hedge it about, to watch over the land. So we have an assignment to watch over Tuscaloosa County. Because God's given it to us as an inheritance. One way, you say, how do I know it's mine? Because you live here. 
Hallelujah. So Tuscaloosa County is your assignment in your inheritance and it's also your assignment. And you are responsible to watch it. And so when a tornado rips through your neighborhood and gets your house, it was your fault if you're a Christian. And you know, the Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. So it may be lack of knowledge, but it won't be in this people in this room. We're to watch. Hallelujah. And we need to protect all the land, all of Tuscaloosa County. And as far as God extends our authority, as far as Alabama and so forth. And so uh, we can build a hedge or a fence about this. And the hedge, we build a hedge of righteousness is what we do. And so we're to know the state of our land. We're to know the state of our nation. You know, it's not okay anymore. It never was okay, but it certainly isn't okay in the light of what we know now to stick our head in the sand and not know what's going on in the news. I, you have to watch the news. And, you know, you, you don't want to because it's sometimes because it's, there's a lot of negative, but you've got to watch enough to know because if you don't know, you can't protect. You can't take authority. So you need to find some way to find out the news, either by internet or by, uh, hallelujah, newspaper or, that's slow both though now, newspaper. You know, you can look on the internet and know what happened 30 seconds ago. You won't know till in the morning if you wait for the Tuscaloosa news. And if it happens right after they, you know, before they go to print, right after they go to print, you won't know for two days. So you need to know what's happening in the land. I mean, a general overview. Not every little thing. Hallelujah. And even the Tuscaloosa News Channel. Channel 23 if you're on charter. is better for us than watching Birmingham channels. Why? Because... We don't need to know who all was murdered in Birmingham, but we need to know what happened in Tuscaloosa so we can take authority. We can even help Sheriff Ted Sexton find Tuscaloosa's most wanted with our prayers. I like, you know, all you have to do is say, okay, Lord, show them. Show them where they're at. Expose them. Have somebody turn them in. You can get right. You can pray while you're watching the news. Hallelujah. Because you've been given authority. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, <clears throat> so we can build a hedge or a fence of righteousness around our land. We speak the word and we give God a right or a reason to bless. You know, in Jeremiah 23, 6, part B, it says, He's Jehovah Sidkenu. That means the Lord, our righteousness and a righteous God has to judge sin. But he wants, an inner, he wants us as new covenant men and women to stand in the gap. You know, the curse is judgment for sin. Not that God, God didn't say yesterday, I'm going to judge that little town in Alabama and I'm sending a tornado. That's not how it was. God judged sin in the Garden of Eden. And the curse came and that curse is operating. It's out there. It's just working, 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 working. And, if, and everywhere people are not, you got, we need to stand in the gap. Hallelujah. Would you all agree with that? 
And so uh, God's desire is to protect and to bless. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. But it says, let your, in the King James, it says, let your requests be made known unto God. In the Living Bible, it says, pray about everything. And don't forget to thank God for the answer. You know, in Hebrews 4, 16, it says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy. And find grace to help in time of need. We can go as intercessors and prayers, go before God for mercy and grace for the land, for Alabama. Hallelujah. And, we'll, and, and, and so the more we understand that, the more we can protect our... Uh, and, you know... Uh, Hallelujah, when there's when we need to call for rain, when we need rain, we need to you know call tell it to stop when it needs to stop. Sometimes it needs to stop. I, you know, I'm talking about when there's flooding and stuff like that. Okay, let's look at our prayer sheet for tonight and I do apologize. I typed and worked on this afternoon. Actually, the Lord gave me like 2 weeks ago everything we were to pray for this week each night. And so, I, but I typed it up beautifully this afternoon, added scriptures, and picked up the wrong paper when I went out of the house. So when I walked in the back door here to hand it to Pastor and say, please run this off for me, it was not the right sheet. So I went back to my, and I had a lot of the scriptures in my heart, so I went back to my computer, started typing it up, and that computer locked down. And I'm like, I think we have opposition here, Lord. Something is opposing my... Uh, but I just said, you know, God, you're going to work this out. And we will pray exactly what we're supposed to pray. In fact, maybe God wanted us more to flow in the spirit. I'm not saying he caused that, but, you know, he knew it was going to happen. So uh, may, uh, God may intend for us to flow more in the spirit where I had us more locked into scriptures. But the things we're to pray for tonight is the nation's economy. And I gave you a scripture. And then Word of Life Church's finances. I gave you a couple of scriptures. And Word of Life Church family's prosperity. Oh. Hallelujah. And then uh, I had the word fire that we were supposed to... Every night we've prayed for some aspect of the Holy Ghost. We prayed for rain. We've prayed for glory. We've prayed for... I don't know if we... We haven't prayed for wind, but we're praying for fire tonight. The fire of the Holy Ghost. And... Uh, I think that's Hebrews 1 something, 7, I think. It's where it says he's made his angels ministers of flames of fire. And so look up the whole thing. Uh, restoration, that was another word he gave me for tonight. Restoration in the body of Christ. That's one of the things that's been prophesied and declared over and over that right before Jesus comes back, there'd be great restoration in the body of Christ. And then, of course, the land. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray and possess. Let's possess this land. And you know, it's our fault that, and I, I, that Miss Faith sits over there. It really is. It's not anybody else's. It's not God's fault. And if it, the devil wanted her right next door, if Jerry Skelton hadn't just stood up for Jesus, she'd be sitting right next door to us. And why did she want over here? Because of that portal, that window of heaven. She's wanting to use our portal. She wanted to get close and really use it. 
That's right. So it's our fault. I learned that from Lynn Hammond because Lynn Hammond said that her daughter-in-law said, called her and said, oh, they, they're building a mosque one block away from my house or something. You know, and she says, well, whose fault is that to her daughter-in-law? I'm like, hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, hallelujah. This really is our responsibility. This really is our city. This really is our land. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We need to know more, don't we? We really need to know more. We need to know how to pray more, pray better, I mean more accurately. We need to know more. Thank you, Lord. That You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 3, I think it is, or 2, one or the other, it says, if you'll cry out for understanding. Hallelujah. So we do that, Lord. We cry out. Oh, we praise you tonight, dear Father. We glorify you, O oh God. We bless the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God forever. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you are Lord of Tuscaloosa County. Jesus, you are Lord of Alabama. You are Lord of Word of Life Church and every family in this church. You are Lord. Hallelujah. We praise your name. We plead the precious blood. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Glory to your name, O Lord. Oh, we bless the name, the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory and honor and praises. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for help from on high. Hallelujah. We cry out for that understanding, Lord. Teach us to pray. Make us effective prayers, Lord God. Ah, ha, ha. Hallelujah. Give us utterance in prayer, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, pray through us tonight in Jesus' name. Look in that Deuteronomy 28. I had that down for the church family's prosperity. Did you, did you confess that? It was good. It was really good. But I was quickened to this. I did not see this before. In verse 8, The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto, and he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Hallelujah. So, praise God. It's important for that reason, if nothing else, to know that he's given us the land. Hallelujah. And that you're in the right place. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Aren't y'all glad God's not limited to people? Amen. Hallelujah. So what did you hear from the Lord? Anything on the nation? Or Word of Life Church finances? Uh, what really, uh, agreeing with that, what really came up in my heart concerning church finances is how we were blessed to be a blessing to this county as a church. And that comes back over to that sevenfold blessing of Abraham that we talked about, that, we're, that all the nations of the earth would be blessed in us. We're, blessed, we're supposed to be blessed in this county. He said, I, I prepared Isaac 
Oh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Which matches that prophecy that Tracy Harris gave this church in 2001. In 2001, he said, if you will, I was reading it the other day because I've always quoted it as, I'm going to anoint you to prosper when it seems impossible to do so. But he said, if you will listen to me, I will anoint you to prosper when it seems impossible. Hallelujah. That's actually what it said. What else did y'all get? Keep going. That's good stuff. Eric and Anita? I know God said something to you. Hallelujah. Miss Jean? She did. He did too. He did too. I know he did. We're going to throw everybody in the floor and pray for them that didn't, that says God didn't tell them. I'm just kidding you. Oh, wow. I like that. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody in here, would y'all receive double income? Okay. Anybody turn that down? Everybody else that didn't raise their hand turned that down. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Pam's the only one got it. Hallelujah. Amen. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's good. Joey? I just, sorry I got you back there. You're way back there. Okay. I'm going to give you... La, la, oh. It's not literal, Pam. It's, when God gives us a word, it's not... It's, it's, remember what Dutch Sheets said? Was it Dutch Sheets? No, David Herzog. He said, when you have a dream, it's not little or it's prophetic. And so when you get a word from the Bible, if you try to make it too literal... You'll mess it up. So it's not literal. It's prophetic. And so we don't know, you know, what the wall, what the blockage. I like to, I'm not, I'm not seeing us like we're, we've got a wall around us. I see that we haven't been able to get the word out like we want to. There's been blockages. So wall is just symbolic for blockage or any restraint or any limitation or any, uh, that, that works too. That we can't be limited from going where we need to go or from people coming in or from us being able to get the word out. However you want to. I'm sure it's all of those things. Amen. So, you know, we don't, wanna, we don't even really want to get focused on the wall. We just want to say, hey, we're... We seven days of obedience makes a makes victory, hallelujah, and in, and nothing can stop us because we've obeyed God. Amen. Anybody, anything? I'm I'm really feeling like some somebody does really have something, and it's more important than you think. Yeah. Well, yeah. Skill and prayer, for one thing, and we're. Mm -hmm. And that is really true because everybody in this room prayed different tonight. And everybody in this room used a different instrument in the spirit, I mean, or a different tool or a different machine, if you want to compare it. And, uh, and God orchestrated, and yet the Holy Spirit is so powerful, He orchestrated it all. 
and put it all together and caused us to pray as one man to have an effect on our county and our nation and on the individual families in this church. You know, that is, I got that this afternoon. I was thinking about that and I was thinking, why did, you know, I was thinking about God calling us and the inspiration behind that to say, pray for seven days. And I thought, God, you wanted to get a year's work, worth of work done in seven days. What? Because, because even it, you say, well, couldn't we have done it in seven weeks every Monday night? No, because we lose ground and momentum. And so this, because this, every night we've come to pray, it's been easier. And so we, every night we've gained a momentum and we've been able to do in seven days what probably would have took us a year to do on Monday nights because you've got to come back in and start over every Monday night. And even then we have a momentum that you wouldn't have if you only prayed once a month. So even that's a better level of momentum. So, yeah, I, I, I saw that plainly. Hallelujah. Any, anything else? Oh, I know one thing that I wanted to say for y'all. Did y'all, do y'all know this, that uh, Wayne and Debbie White, the pastors in Moundville, that their son is the mayor of Moundville. And he, I mean, he is anointed of God, and he's pretty young, you know, but he is very anointed, and he has asked Tuscaloosa County to let Moundville become a part of Tuscaloosa County, and they're petitioning the state and everything, and it's the will of God. I know that because a week before he did that, and we heard it on the news, I was thinking about him one day, and I was thinking about the churches, the word churches that are praying and stuff that we know are really pressing in for the glory and the revival. And I was thinking, well, we've got three in Tuscaloosa County. We've got us and the Averys, and we've got the Whites. And then I went, that isn't right. They're not in Tuscaloosa County. And like a week later, I see him on the news saying, I have petitioned the county commissioners to let Moundville be annexed into Tuscaloosa County. And I said, yes, they're supposed to be in our county. So let's believe God with me because that has to go to the state. And uh, he pre presented it to the county commissioners, but it has to go to the state and the governor and all that. But I think that's good. Y'all think that's good? I don't know why we wouldn't want them. Hallelujah. I, I think it's a spiritual thing. I really do. I think it's good for the spirit realm. I think it's God's will. I don't think he could have thought of that on his own. Now, he's, the, his reasoning for it is not, he's not saying it's a spiritual reason. I believe it is, but he's saying because they're going to try to send all the high schools to Greensboro High School. Uh-huh. From Mount, all the high school or so. Anyway, I want us to believe God with that and agree with him. He, I believe he's led by the Spirit. He's a spiritual man. Hallelujah. So we just agree on that, Lord, that you're going to open the door for Moundville to come into Tuscaloosa County in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And where two or more agree, and we set ourselves in agreement with that Moundville Church in the name of Jesus. And Lord, it'll make us more powerful in the Spirit. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Move on the state legislature and on Governor Bentley to open the door for that. We pray. Okay, anything else? Well, y'all are blessed to be a blessing.
Thank you all for praying so much. And tomorrow night will be night seven. Six o'clock.